Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. I know it's hard to wake up after such a great night last night, but we've got to. It's Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. We will get to the national championship here in a second, but first we have to get to our food days. And today is National Bittersweet Chocolate Day. I'm going to go ahead and assume Bryce is not really a big fan. Nah, not a big fan. Uh, I use a lot of bittersweet chocolate, though, because uh, for like uh, Mother's Day and birthdays and stuff. I do like a homemade edible arrangement. You know, I take uh, bananas and strawberries and pineapples and such and dip them into chocolate. And I do use some bittersweet chocolate in that. Um, And I actually don't mind bittersweet chocolate when it is uh, coating a fruit. Um, That's not terrible. I like to eat, you know, bittersweet chocolate on bananas and strawberries, stuff like that. Uh, But yeah, just outright, just normal bittersweet chocolate. uh, It's going to be a pass for me. Sorry. Woo. Hello. Uh, It's also National Oysters Rockefeller Day. I can honestly say I've never had Oysters Rockefeller. I'm trying to think. I love oysters. Absolutely love, love, love oysters. I don't know if I've ever had Oysters Rockefeller, though. Um, I always eat my oysters just raw. Uh, I put a little... um, uh, what is it? Cocktail sauce? Is that what they put on there? Um, little cocktail sauce, some horseradish, uh, maybe a squeeze of lemon and a dash of Tabasco, set it on a saltine cracker and down the hatch. But I don't think I have actually ever had oysters Rockefeller. And every time I go to a restaurant with oysters, I order oysters. But I, I'm not a huge fan of oysters cooked. I want them raw. I think uh, the only time I've ever had oysters has been uh, honestly fried. Well, I think it's. No, it's not fried. It was um, Jefferson has oysters that they. That's where uh, Cassie and I have ever had it, and they were really good. Shuckers has really good oysters. Every time I go to Shuckers, I always get um, a couple dozen raw oysters. Man, I'm a big fan of raw oysters. Now I want some. Now I want to get some raw oysters from Shuckers. I might go. I might go to Shuckers this weekend just to get some raw oysters. They are. Uh, they're really good there. Bryce, uh, they need to, uh, I think UGA fans need to really thank the Morning Five because ever since we started this podcast, they're 2-0 and in, in national championship games. That's right. That's right. We've never been a part of anything other than a national championship winning UGA team since the Morning Five started. That's a good point, Billy. Uh, UGA absolutely destroys TCU last night, 65-7. to Georgia was able to just do whatever they wanted to uh, the entire game. On offense, defense, there was nothing TCU could do to stop them. It was nope. absolute domination. Yeah, it was ugly. It was really, really ugly. Um, we were, I, I was obviously cheering for Georgia. I've got a bunch of Georgia fans. My entire family is big Georgia fans, and I cheer for Georgia. As long as they're not playing Ohio State and Arkansas, I said that yesterday. 
Um, but I was I was really anticipating a, a, a fun, entertaining, close, competitive game, uh, and we got anything but that. Uh, UGA came out and just absolutely waffle stomped TCU into submission. I mean, it was it looked like a JV game, honestly. Um, and you know, I didn't check this, but now it's popping into my head. I think that has to be the biggest margin of victory for Georgia on the entire year, right? I mean, I don't think they beat anybody by more. Um, no, they did not. That was the biggest margin of victory their entire year, and they played people like Samford, Kent State. Uh, wow, an absolute bludgeoning. And, and but yeah, they, they came out and did whatever they wanted to. I saw this last night. This is the largest margin of victory ever in a bowl game. Yeah, that doesn't surprise. And it, it's the national championship game. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, and I know a lot of people are saying TCU didn't deserve to be there. And, you know, maybe they didn't. Maybe they're not the number two team in the na- nation. Yeah, I, you know, we're not here to argue that. But, uh, you know, you could argue there regardless. TCU was a top 10 team in the nation, right? This year, you think? I would think so. Yeah. I think everybody could agree on that. It, the fact that UGA could do this to a top 10 team, doesn't matter if they were two, but the fact that UGA could do this to a top 10 team at 65 to seven, it was, just, they did whatever they wanted. It was, it was, it was comical, man. Stetson Bennett was an absolute monster. 18 for 25, 304 yards, four tuds, nearly a perfect QBR added two on the ground. He had six total touchdowns in the game. Dude, is there, is there a better underdog story in college football? Hell, all of sports than Stetson Bennett right now? Nope. Uh, Stetson Bennett walk on, walked on to Georgia. Got told, they got told by the coaches, nah, we don't really, really want you to play here. You know, you don't, we're not going to give you a scholarship. Didn't care. He walked on. After that, the coaches said, ah, yeah, you can walk on, you know, whatever, practice squad guy. You're never going to play. You're not going to play here. You're not going to start. Stetson Bennett didn't care. He, you know, kept his head down, kept going through it. Gets uh gets to be the starter last year, wins a national championship, wins a national championship with his own fan base questioning if he is the right guy for the job. Everybody wanted JT Daniels, and that guy is now homeless in a sewer somewhere. Everybody wanted him. <laughs> Stetson Bennett, a two-time national championship winner. This year they have the release, the hype video at UGA naming Stetson Bennett starter. He got booed in front of his own fans with a high video in Sanford Stadium. Got booed. Everybody wanted Carson Beck as quarterback. What does he do? He comes out, proves everybody wrong again, gets invited to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony, probably should have won the Heisman Trophy, and absolutely destroys TCU in the national championship game on his way to -to back-to-back national championship. Stetson Bennett has done nothing his entire career but prove people wrong. And if there's anybody I'm going to hitch my horse to after this game, it's going to be Stetson Bennett. Build the man a damn statue in, U- in UGA. One million percent. Put him a statue somewhere because that guy, honestly, college level, he is on the same level, in my opinion, as Tim Tebow. Yep. Absolutely. He is. He's he's yeah. two-time national champion. And, and, and I, I love it, dude. I absolutely. You heard If you heard the interview with him after the game, it's pure raw emotion. It's there. I mean, it was, you know, uh, he was on the verge of tears. And I, I, I love everything about this kid. Brock Bauer is a uh, oh, Jesus man. Uh, he he could not be covered. 152 yards on seven receptions, a touchdown, 
it was unreal. Uh, it was very balanced attack offensively for the for the dogs. 254 yards rushing as a team. Six players over 30 yards. Branson Robinson sets and Bennett with two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, they they did whatever they wanted to. Hell, I could have ran for 100 yards uh, behind that offensive line for for Georgia last night. It was, and that's sort of what we talked about. I, the game plan we talked about going into it is out the window because at Georgia um, they literally did whatever they wanted to. Yep. Um, but that was what we talked about yesterday as I'd like to see them have a more balanced attack than they had against Ohio State. Uh, they abandoned the run early against Ohio State, and it I, I was I was thankful for it because if they didn't do that, Ohio State would have probably lost by more. Um, but they you know they had a balanced attack last night. It didn't really matter. They could have they could have thrown it or ran it the entire game. Hell, they could have probably ran draws and screens the entire game and still won by fifty. Honestly, this score last night was what I expected. Georgia to beat Ohio State by. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be like a 42 to 10 game. I think that, I think I said as much to you when we were driving to the game. I, that was what what I kind of expected. And, and the fact that it happened in the national championship a week after only winning uh, the semifinal by a point, you know, they were talking about it on, on either game day or on a halftime score was I think it was Desmond Howard, and he and I think Desmond Howard even was like, "You can thank this, this big score, to Ohio State because Ohio State woke up Georgia and said, hey, 10,000 percent. We need to we need to do what we need to do." I, I told my mom that uh, she came over before the game, and while I was talking to her, she goes, "How do you think it's going to go?" And I said, "I said UGA is about to absolutely destroy TCU." I said that that Ohio State game that was one of the worst games I've seen UGA play in two years. And I said, they, they got by with a one point victory. And I said, there's no way Kirby smart and his staff is going to let Georgia sleepwalk through the national championship game. Like they did the semifinal game. I said, TCU is, is on the wrong end of a, of a, you know, what beating and it's, it's going to be ugly. And it was, I didn't think it was going to be that ugly, but it did get ugly. Bullard had a freaking monster game on defense. How many interceptions did he end up with? Three. Three, I believe. Um, let me look. Three and a fourth fumble. Why? Why are interceptions not one of the stats that they put up here on ESPN? Isn't that weird? I think. I think it's three. Um, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Uh, interceptions aren't aren't here. I think it's three though. He had three interceptions, I believe, in in a, in a fumble recovery. I mean, he was the defensive player of the game. There's no doubt about it in my mind. I don't know, dude. That I I know he I know he only had two tackles, but this dude is going to be an absolute problem coming up. Bear Alexander, yeah. Who who the hell is this kid? Where did he come from? <laughs> this guy is a seven foot tall, nine hundred pound monster. <laughs> Where he's a freshman too. I don't know if he's a true freshman or a registered freshman. There's, this is this is completely wrong. ESPN has Bear Alexander listed as 6'3", 305. Folks, he's seven foot tall and four hundred pounds. <laughs> this I don't know I don't know how anybody's gonna block him next year. This guy is an absolute problem. Yeah, he's that's gonna be fun to watch next year for where is he from? Dude, he is he reminds me a lot of Vita Vea. That's 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 who he reminds me of. He reminds me a ton of Vita Vea. I want to say I remember Bear Alexander was being recruited by Ohio State too. He was at an IMG, so he didn't go to high school. Uh, he's already been in college for a couple of years, apparently. <laughs> um, 
He uh, it, no, it was Texas A and M and Georgia, and apparently Texas A and M didn't pay him enough to come to a crappy school, and he go. went to a school where he wanted to win a national championship, so he went to Georgia. Yeah, Bear Alexander is going to be a stud next year. Congratulations to UGA uh, again. It's a fantastic year, fifteen though, and I mean, wow, first time. I'm here for it, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here for it. Honestly, UGA hasn't had a ton of national success since 1980 i mean last year was the first year they won the national championship since 1980 i'm all i'm all for uga having a decade of dominance honestly um dude uh, uga fans have been so through so much crap honestly with the mark rick era um congratulations to mark rick for making it into the college football hall of fame um but yeah i'm I, i'm i'm down for for georgia to have their their time to shine in the sun and i think it's i think it's now i think kirby smart is building a death star of a program up in Athens. Um, uh, Nick Satan's time is up at Alabama and uh, Ohio State. If, honestly, if they want to, if they want to keep up, I think they got to, they got to step up and keep competing. And I think the next decade will be very, very interesting. I think it's Ohio State and I think it's Georgia that are the two teams that are going to be neck and neck for the next 10 years. And I'm excited, man. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Georgia 17 and 0 since the morning five started. Let's go. Let's go. And the best part about that game is now amateur athletics is over for the year. We get to focus on the pros. <laughs> That's not always the case, but okay. Let's, <laughs> because let's talk about some amateur athletics. Let's the 2022 uh, Georgia high school uh, daily all-star or all-state teams in football. In class 7A, Bryce, the quarterback for class 7A is freshman Juju Lewis. And this is for the entire state of 7A. A freshman won it. Yep. Love it. Uh, the athlete in 7A, Bryce Hicks, who is, is well deserved. And honorable mention wide receiver, Caleb Odom. So the first time I went through this list, I missed that uh, Bryce Hicks was the athlete. And I didn't see Bryce Hicks on the list. I almost had a conniption for it. <laughs> um, and. And, and then I, I didn't catch it until you put it on here, and then I saw it, and then I reread the list, and I was like, oh, he's, he's the athlete. But I, the first time I went through it, I didn't see Bryce Hicks on you there. Like, I almost called back. Rusty Mansell and cussed him out. <laughs> I was like, listen, you idiot. That's not Rusty. Uh, Yeah, the GHSF Daily? I don't think Rusty does, has anything to do with that. Oh, really? I thought that was I thought that was his um, I thought that was his no. baby. It's Todd Holton from oh. the AJC. Oh, okay. And uh, Lauren uh, Maxwell. Oh, I thought I thought Rusty Manziel was uh, had something to do with it. In Class Five A, honorable mention uh, offensive lineman Jatavius Shivers from Villarica. So congratulations to Jatavius. Class Four uh, A, uh, All-State DB Bakari Swain. No surprise there. Bakari is an absolute stud, and him and Jatavius are gonna look good in uh, South Carolina next year together. Yeah. Go up there and be Gamecocks. In class single A division one, Allstate punter Eli Lawson from her county. Congratulations, Allstate punter. Uh, honorable mention linebacker Todd Huey from her county and then honorable mention athlete Cam Vaughn from Temple. Dude's an absolute stud. Do, where's Cam Vaughn going to college? Do we no, know yet? We do not. I know he was playing wide receiver in that um, All-State yeah. game. That's, that's going to open some eyes, and he was doing very well at it, too. 
That doesn't surprise me at all. In Class A Division Two, the Coach of the Year in Class A Division Two is Rich Fenley. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, that was a that's a no brainer. Uh, the All State running back, T.J. Harvison. No surprise there at all. <laughs> also a no brainer. <laughs> Offensive lineman Mason Bailey. Again, he he was an absolute stud and was why uh, T.J. had such a great year. Uh, and has a touchdown pass yes, in the year. Yes, he does, which you saw. <laughs> I did indeed. <laughs> uh, the All-State athlete slash quarterback, Robert McNeil. He's yeah, he's just special. Absolutely special. Yep. And then honorable mention defensive lineman, Asher Christopher, who was a problem on defense for a lot of time, a lot of the year. Yep. Asher was in the backfield uh, more times than the opponent's running back was yeah. most games. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. That that Bowden team was special this year. And that's that's your all-star teams for uh, 2022. That's awesome, man. A lot, of, a lot of local kids making it. That's fantastic. I love to see that. I love to see our local kids representing on a, or a state scale. That's, um, that's really cool. Uh, Billy, let's get to some Falcons over under. Let's go back into the vault. We we picked these over unders before the season started. Uh, I will I'm start terrified. this off by saying you did really, really, well. you did you did very very good. Uh, I didn't do as good. So <laughs> yeah, you you did very good. It's funny because I pay attention to the NFL more than you do, but you nailed these over unders. And you pay attention to MLB more than I do, and I nailed those over on yeah. Um So yeah, a little, little, uh, little vice versa there. Uh, Ritter, Ritter starts. We had four and a half was the number for how many starts Ritter had. We both said over. The actual number was four. So we were, you know, the number was bang on, and the actual number was four. We both said over, so we both got that one wrong. Yeah, that that one should have been over, um, but. I have no idea why they kept with Marietta for so long, but it is what it is. Arthur Smith said he did it because he hated you. He said he heard you wanted Desmond Ritter to start more, and he said, to hell with Billy, Marcus Marietta is going to keep starting. That's what I heard. That's the rumor out of Flower Ranch. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts touchdown. Six and a half was the number. We both took the under. The actual number was two. So he's had a total of, uh, what, four touchdowns in his career now? Yeah, and I believe, what, two of them have been on American soil? Or is it only one? Or three? I think it's like, only one. Like, he's had only three uh, three touchdowns. Because one of them, he only yeah, had three. one last year, right? Right, and it was right. over in London. And this year yep. he had two. Yep. Okay. So, two years, two touchdowns on American soil. Uh, Drake, London, receiving yards, 950. You took the under. I took the over. The actual number was 866. Hey, so I'm two and one so far. That's that's not bad. Yep. 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 So you banged that one. Uh, Cordell Patterson total yards was 700. I said under. You said over. The actual number was 807. Yeah, that one was easy. That one was an easy over. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, even remember was, your uh, argument for going under on that one, but that one was an easy over. I thought they were going to spread the ball around Maybe. more with, with Algier and, and London and Pitts, and I didn't think Cordero Patterson was going to play as big of a role in the offense 
Um, and I was I was you completely know, I, wrong. Honestly, so, dude, like Tyler Algier had over a thousand yards rushing this year. And oh. Tyler Algier, let's see what his total uh, yards were. We'll we'll include this next year. Yeah, was his rushing and his receiving. God, ESPN's stats are so I told terrible. You away from ESPN uh, so many times. A hundred, a hundred and thirty-nine yards um, receiving. So not a ton, but I mean, over eleven 1, hundred total yards. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's he was really solid. So yeah, I think they did spread the ball around a lot more. I mean, Drake London had more receptions as a as a rookie and and than any other Falcon has in in franchise history. Uh, Cordero Patterson had less yards than he did last year, but he still had a, a really solid year. And Tyler Algier had, yeah. as a rookie, had over a thousand yards rushing. So it was, it was a good year for the Falcons offensively, in my opinion. I know this has bit off on a tangent, but how happy are our Falcons fans with Tyler Algier? I mean, picked picked in the in the awesome. fifth round, 151st pick, over a thousand yards rushing. I mean, you gotta be you gotta be over no the moon about and that. And he's he's gonna be a stud for us next year for sure. Got some pieces, dude. The Falcons got some pieces. Uh, team total sacks, 13 and a half. We both picked the over, and the actual number was 21. Over. Oh. We, need, uh, we, need a, we need a pass <laughs> rusher in the draft, and we're going to talk about this a lot more. Bryce and, I have, Bryce and I have so many ideas for draft night coverage. You guys are going to want to stay tuned because <laughs> I, I already have the wheels in motion. <laughs> it's going to be a fun night. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> Uh, Grady Jarrett was the high man in sacks with six. So I think I think next year the question is going to be, do we have anybody hit double digits as a singular defender with sacks? Uh, and wins, Billy, the wins total was five and a half. We both took the over, and the actual number was seven. The fact that Arthur Smith got seven wins out of this roster is quite honestly shockingly I insane. I absolutely agree. I don't understand how he did, but okay. I don't either. I mean, this sounds stupid, but I think he should be up for coach of the year. That sounds absolutely stupid, but seven wins out of this roster. This roster doesn't have a lot of talent and has a lot of rookies. Uh, Seven wins is pretty amazing. Plus getting a win versus Tampa Bay in the last game of the season um, and beating, beating Tom. Tom's never beaten Atlanta. I mean, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty big. Tom's also never lost to uh, Dallas. So we'll see how, well, it's not going to, it's not going to (laughs) happen this week. I'm gonna talk as much. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this game with the exact same approach. I went into the Ohio State Georgia game. I'm gonna talk as much crap as I can before the game because after the game, I don't believe I'll be able to talk any crap because we looked like a lost puppy against the Commanders this past weekend. <laughs> we did. I don't know what was going on, but Dak Prescott looked like he's never thrown a football in his entire life. So that's gonna be interesting. Can't wait. But I got, dude. I cannot. I cannot describe to you how jacked I am about the NFL playoffs. I love the yeah, NFL so much. It's going to be fun. Some good matchups, too. Some really terrible matchups, yeah, too. For sure. Uh, not as bad as the national championship matchups last night, but, yeah, there might be some lopsided ones. All right. Uh, uh, I was trying to type. Sorry. I can't I can't multitask, really, Billy. You know that's I can't why multitask. I was run with it. <laughs> I was trying to type on something. Uh, the Marine South scoreboard from last night, other than UGA absolutely destroying TCU, uh, we didn't have much. 65-7, to 7, obviously the final for that one. Tonight on the Smith's floor coverings, games, and events calendars, 
we have a bunch of local high school basketball in action on the girls' side. Christian Heritage at Christian Heritage, hello, at Bowden at six. Atlanta Symphony Orchestra at Mount Zion at six. Gordon Lee at Bremen at five thirty. Snorville at Central at six. Harrelson County at Temple at six. Heard County at what is that? A is it is that an Italian school? Pesola, Pecola, Telly, I think. Pacelli, yeah. So Heard County is going to learn how to make pasta at six p.m. and Villarica at Tri Cities at six p.m. On the boys' side, Christian Heritage at Bowden at seven thirty. Atlanta Symphony Orchestra at Mount Zion at seven thirty. Gordon Lee at Bremen at seven. Snorville at Central at seven thirty. Bremen is six and seven thirty tomorrow. All right. All right. Probably, yeah. They're all of their games are listed at five thirty and seven, but they're not. They're six yeah. and seven thirty. I don't know why they're listed Maybe. like that. Um, they're, they're like that on know. Max Preps too. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, Snorville at Central at seven thirty. Carrollton at Campbell's Chunky Soup at seven thirty. Harrelson County at Temple at seven thirty. Heard County at Pasta at seven thirty. And Villarica at Tri Cities at seven thirty. And Billy will actually have that Gordon Lee at Bremen call. Uh, for the girls at 6 and the boys at 7.30. And I believe we have Mr. Clay Harden on uh, yep. working on color with y'all out yep, there. Uh, hometown tonight. Sports Media will be handling uh, the game. This will be my first basketball game. Fantastic. They do a great job of highlighting athletes in our area. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, yeah, it'll go. Uh, yeah, I do. I'm actually running out of this this cup of coffee. So, yes, I do need another, another cup, cup of coffee. Another cup of coffee, coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. All right. Uh, let's start with something that Bryce didn't even have on the list. Uh, breaking news after last night. Central has announced their new head coach, and it is Coach Umbra Brown. The former, 2000, or the former Central alumni uh, graduated in 2007 has coached at Hiram, New Manchester, and he was the head coach at Paulding County last year. And um, this was his first year at Paulding County and decided to say, you know what? I'm going to go home. And I'm, I'm so pumped for Umbra and I'm pumped for the central community. Getting, a, getting an alum who, from all accounts and the amount of feedback that we've gotten on, on social media about Umbra from his players and the people who were around him said that he is going to build men and i'm i'm so pumped for this so i can't wait to talk with him uh we are going to talk with we've reached out to to get to talk with him and uh we are going to talk with kelly edwards too at central to talk about the process of uh you know searching for the replacement for darius so pumped about this bryce Do what? <laughs> I was I was reading an article yeah. about the NFL. Give <laughs> a crap what hey, I'm did, talking about. Did you know? Did you know Dana White has a slap uh, league that he's that's coming up that's going to be on USA? Thank you. It's called Ult, It's called Ultimate Slap League. I'm not even making a joke. It is it is debuting apparently next week. All right. All right. Did you even hear what I said? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Umbra, head coach, Central, congratulations. <laughs> yes, I did. He's getting a good team out there, man. All right. That team is stuck. Uh, that team is absolutely Kevin stuck. Durant's out at least two weeks with an MCL sprain. We've heard at least a month as well, so that's going to suck for him. Eesh. 
Yeah, and the Nets, they were on a roll. Bill Belichick man. plans to return for his 24th season as Patriots head coach. You want to talk about building a statue? I think I think Bill needs a statue. Bill Bill needs a statue, and if I could give Bill Belichick one piece of advice, it would be this: uh, what, go ahead and hang up the uh, the whistle, Bill. Hang up the whistle. It's over. Oh, hang it up. We're focused on. We're focused on. Sure. Yeah. We're focused on the draft. Go going through. Hang it up, Bill. Dude, it's it's over. <laughs> the franchise is over. The rain is over. Hang it up, pal. Packers. It's Quay over. Walker was ejected for shoving a Lions medical staffer, and this was, uh, you know, I spoke with the UGA fan yesterday, and they're like, "Can we can we just kick him off of any affiliation with UGA, please?" Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's gonna have a turd in there. You know, when you when you put that many people into the NFL, you're gonna have one or two turds. It's just numbers. Uh, yeah, that was not great. That was not a good look. But I, I mean, nobody blames. It's not anybody blames. You know, Curry Smart or Georgia for for Quay Walker's. Nah, that's all on Quay Walker. This really next dumb. one I know hit Bryce hard. Um, Gareth Bale announces his retirement from professional football. That includes uh, national soccer. That includes everything. Yeah, he's um he's done, man. I uh, you know, I, I I was honestly pretty sad that he retired. He's he's sort of been my my uh, soccer hero and the past ten years. Um, yeah, he's thirty three. Um, yeah, uh, after Ryan Giggs retired, you know my my soccer fandom switched over to Gareth Bale, and uh, he played for LAFC. And I was hoping he was going to play for him for a couple of years so I could see him here with Atlanta United, but doesn't look like it's going to happen retiring uh the world cup was his swan song and he deserved it the only reason wales was in the world cup was because some fantastic soccer that was played by gareth bale uh the past four years um so you know that it's, it's amazing I'm, I'm glad he got to the world cup i'm glad he got to play in it um but he is uh he, he is the greatest welsh international football player of all time he's he's the absolute greatest better than gary speed um better than ryan Giggs for the welsh national team so congratulations to him man i hope he enjoys retirement um this one kind of was crazy yesterday ex braves general manager john copalella has his lifetime ban lifted by major league baseball i didn't see that coming no i didn't either and and okay well, let me let me make this clear i didn't think he deserved a lifetime ban for what he did honestly it was it was not a lifetime ban like that was that was was wasn't what you do for a lifetime ban however if you're going to set out lifetime bans and pull them willy-nilly pull pull Pete Rose's lifetime ban like this is getting ridiculous like there's no reason for this zero reason other than a personal vendetta which what is what is the current commissioner have against Pete Rose I don't know. It's, it's a it's a vendetta passed down from generation so to generation. I agree. Hey, I'm in the same camp as you. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, all I remember was John Capolella like signed contracts that like players shouldn't have got or something. Like I don't know. It, it was bad. Like he should have been banned for like maybe three or five years or something. But you know, you have the Astros who openly cheated during games, and all they got was a slap on the wrist. So I, that's the. The punishments and, don't seem very got, even. You know, Marcelo Zuna, who likes to choke his wife and um, play. He can still so, play. Is what it is. Yeah. All right. 
It's the MLB where the rules don't matter and the punishments are made up. What is this? Who's on his anyway? Um, Falcon. Yeah. Falcon's <laughs> defensive coordinator, Dean Pease, announces his retirement. Uh, kind of saw this coming. You know, Dean Dean came out of retirement to to, to coach defense for Arthur Smith. Um, that's how much he thinks of him. Um, so not surprised he got two years out of him. Now, now the Falcons are going to go a wide range and look for defensive coordinator for this. Yep. Dean Pease is now the president of Green Giant, I heard. Uh, and he will be canning Dean Pease Pease <laughs> for Green Giant. The Cardinals fire uh, Cliff Kingsbury um, despite his extension last uh, year. They signed him to 2027 you know, was the extension. And they're like, yeah, yeah. we're just going to fire you. <laughs> Actually, actually, um, get the hell out of here now. And also, get, get uh, with now. the Cardinals, Steve Kime has stepped down as general manager. So they are now looking for a general manager and a head coach in Arizona. Not as many people got fired yesterday yeah. as I expected. That was that was pretty cool. What? Only, only, only one, right? Only Cliff Kingsbury yeah. got fired yesterday? Because Lovey got fired on Sunday and Cliff was yesterday. Looks like that was, that's pretty crazy. That's usually usually you have like six guys get fired. You know what I mean? Then wow. finally today in 2022, last year, today, last year, college football national championship, Lucas Oil Stadium, number three, Georgia beats number one, Alabama, 33, 18, 17. Wow. 17. That's crazy. Yeah. When's the national championship next year? Do we know what the national championship uh, game is going to be next year? Set in stone, <laughs> honestly. I'm telling you, if you want, if you want early odds, give me, give me Georgia. I don't know, I don't know what their odds are, but if we want to take early odds on who's going to win the national championship next year, give me Georgia. Carson Beck got into the game last night, dude. He did. Carson two for Beck three. Got I think. into the national championship game. <laughs> Carson Beck. <laughs> had a QBR. Actually, Carson Beck had a higher QBR than Stetson Bennett. He had a 99.9 QBR. Got into the freaking national championship game. You're never supposed to put backups in and Georgia was like beating the absolute piss out of DCU. They're like, no, we're going to put Carson in. Went two God for three with money. 31 yards. Hey, it's, it's another national championship game. Any, anything else for you, Bryce? Nah, man. Let's, let's get, get out, out of here. here on a Tuesday. Uh, congratulations, Georgia fans. Uh, celebrate hard. It's it's another awesome day for y'all. Uh, for Bryce Farling, I'm Billy Lindell. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors! <laughs>